Welcome to the Your Life Rocks podcast, where we believe life balance is possible for working moms. Yes, even for you. I'm your host, fellow working mom, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and to help you be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to build a life that rocks? Let's go. Hey there, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here and thank you for spending time, whether you're commuting to work or cleaning up around the house or listening while you're at work. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time hanging out here with me on the Your Life Rocks podcast. And a special thank you to all of our Life Balance members who make this show possible. In addition to supporting the show, they also receive a ton of value with our group coaching, all of the courses and the planning tools necessary to create true balance in your life. And speaking of balance, this week we have a special guest on and she is going to be sharing with us on how we can really be smart and intentional with our finances to help us in a balanced way achieve all of those financial goals that we have. And truly, as we start to talk, you'll hear we talk about how regardless what your goals are, there is always going to be a financial component. So even if you don't have some really strong financial goals right now, what we're going to talk about is going to really help you impact all of those other areas that you do have those goals set. Now, today I am blessed to be able to talk with Sammy Womack, and she is the budgeting coach, motivational speaker, and podcaster behind A Sunny Side Up Life. Her passion is inspiring women to live abundant lives through budgeting, intentional living, and positive thinking. Sammy is the wife of her high school sweetheart, Daniel, and a homeschooling mama to their three daughters. Now, the cool thing that I love about Sammy is that not only does she teach people about budgeting, but she really knows what it means to live it out. I mean, her and her family, they used to live paycheck to paycheck, and they were drowning in almost half a million dollars in debt. But she figured out a way of paying back that debt and really living intentionally. And now that she has that financial freedom herself, she is teaching other families to do the same. And as you listen to my conversation with Sammy, we all talk about some of the other free resources that she has available to you to help you really take those next steps as you are creating your own version of financial freedom. And of course, you can find out all about that and our Life Balance membership by going to yourliferocks.com. All right, I won't make you wait any longer. Let's get into my interview with Sammy. Sammy, welcome back to Your Life Rocks. I'm so happy to be hanging out with you today. Yes, thank you for having me back on the show. Oh, this is going to be such a great topic. And I know you have some great nuggets of wisdom to share with the audience. But before we get to all of that, last time you were on the show, it was like episode 132, I think. And now we're into the 170s. So it's been a little while. (laughs) So share with everyone what you've been up to and maybe a little bit more about who you are for those who this is their first time meeting you. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what I do um, is I'm a budgeting coach. And since we spoke last, I think, um, I think it was maybe April, May, something like that. Um, I have launched my own podcast, which has been amazing. And now I know why all the podcasters do podcasts. <laughs> because It is such the way to go. And um, so that has been going on with me. I've launched a few new free resources and just growing and growing all the time. Um, so for those of you who are just finding out about me, um, we have um, moved through paying off almost a half a million dollars worth of debt in the past few years. We've been debt-free for about a year now, and um, 
you know, just all of the lessons that we've learned throughout our years of journey are essentially what I share and just to help encourage other families, essentially the women and um, the mothers, the wives with um, handling their finances and setting up budgets and essentially just living a better life all around. So I love that. And every time I hear you talk about how much debt you paid off, I'm all uh, like my jaw still just like <laughs> hit the floor. But the thing I love about it is it's not just about like paying off the debt, but you truly like teach people to live intentionally for like holistically to, yeah. to live into the life that they want. But finances are a part of really all of that. Right. Yeah. And a lot of the same things of what you teach is like the balance of it all and just how, you know, the wife and the mother and the responsibilities that she holds in the family to really set the tone and help keep everyone else balanced and motivated and inspired and all of that. And so, yeah, I, I really go into a lot more of the mindset. I think that's kind of what sets my message, my coaching, my podcast, everything that I do aside from a lot of the other quote unquote financial gurus, um, because I do infuse a lot of positive thinking and intentional living and minimalism and parenthood and all of that into the money aspect of life. So it's so great. And congratulations on your podcast. Share with everyone Thank the name of your you. podcast so yes. that they can go and find you. Yes. It's a sunny side up life podcast and I'm on iTunes and Google play. And I also um, have a place where you can just listen on straight from the website, um, a sunny side up life.com. So fantastic. Yeah, it's been great. Yes. I'm so excited about that. So I hope that everyone goes and subscribes to Sammy's show because I yes. mean, it is really a, a breath of wisdom um, as you're going to find out here because we have been talking about goals. And I think uh, as we, you and I were talking just right before we got started, every yeah. single person that I know, regardless of what their goals are, their word is for the new year, their, <laughs> whatever their intention is moving into 2019, there's a financial piece to every single person that I've been talking to. And I feel like it's, it's such a vital thing. I mean, even if you wanted to say like, hire a housekeeper to come and help clean the house, that takes money. If you wanted to join a gym to lose weight, that takes money. Like everything is a financial element to it. And so I think that this is going to be a really valuable conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that's, you know, I think like even if your goal is to be more intentional with your family time, like go to the zoo more, take your kids for ice cream more, like that's money. Go on date nights more with your spouse. That's money. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's in there. It is so foundational. And so no matter what you do, I think you should somewhere in there have some kind of financial goals and financial in intentionality overall. Absolutely. And you know, some people obviously have bigger financial goals and really being more intentional about their goals. So talk to us about what some of those goals are that we should be making with our finances, because I think sometimes we don't know what we don't know, or we think we know what we know, but we really <laughs> yeah. don't. So what are some of those key financial goals that we should be aware of or ones that we can be really proud of ourselves and kind of mark off the list is already accomplished? Right. Um, so I try to break budgeting down into just a few key topics and try to get it a little more organized. Um, so those categories are kind of taking control of your spending, you know, being more intentional with your spending, tracking what you spend, grouping it into categories, you know, keeping up with your totals and things like that. And that's pretty basic. And, um, 
it could be even things like just getting your bills organized. Maybe you don't have everything written down on one worksheet or in one notebook or on one spreadsheet or whatever your, you know, way to organize is. And you just want to get a little more organized. Or it could even be things like you want to save more, you want to pay off debt or, you know, something like that. You want to cash flow a big, a big purchase like a vehicle or a vacation. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that you can break down your financial goals. I love this. And, and the thing I love is that you're talking about really breaking it down into smaller goals. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's easy to say, I really want to stick to a budget this year. But like you said, if, if you don't even have all your, your bills organized and it's kind of you know, when they call me or I get the notice, yeah. email, that's when I pay it. And I have no idea how much it is. Yeah. Um, you know, that could be one of those little micro goals to the bigger goals. Yes, exactly. Or even setting a goal for how much you want to save. Some people just say, well, I want to save money. Well, you have to get a little more specific than that. How much do you want to save? Do you have a plan? You know, do you have everything lined out, organized of, you know, what do we have to do to actually hit this savings goal or actually hit this debt payoff goal? How is it going to happen? And I think that's kind of where, where we kind of, the line gets drawn between people who actually achieve their New Year's goals and the people who don't is taking those steps and taking those, those little action steps along the way. I love it. And we're going to kind of get into some of those action steps and kind of that practicality of it. But okay, I have a question for you because I yes. know my audience very well <laughs> and they are a lot like me where it's like, okay, we are going to set some financial goals. So we're going to set all of the financial goals <laughs> all at once. But I know yeah. that sometimes, you know, obviously we have to be very strategic and intentional about the different goals that we're setting. So if, if someone is kind of like, okay, this is the year I'm going to get in control of my finances and really move some things forward. Mm -hmm. Maybe they already have like a basic budget or kind of a general understanding of where their money is going. And they have some more specific things on this is what we would like to save for. But what do you recommend people do? Pay off debt first or increase their savings first? Well, I think that um, first of all, like focusing on really one thing at a time. So if you've kind of done the basics of, you know, organizing your, your spending, tracking your spending and organizing your bills, then you can move on to saving that small emergency fund, I think really should be first. And the small emergency fund, it, it can really be, I recommend somewhere between like $500 to $2,000. Um, just kind of what feels right for your family based on, you know, how much do you guys usually spend? Are you a one or two income family? You know, what feels, what feels comfortable? Um, and then after you do that, then you can really move on to really knocking out that debt um, and you can, you know, kind of figure out what order you want to pay off your debt and kind of line it up. And there's that whole thing with either the snowball method or the avalanche method, which we can get into that in a minute if you want to go into that more. Um, and then you can move on to kind of more of a larger emergency fund with a three to six month living expenses. And then you can start to kind of save for cash flowing like vehicles and vacations and things like that. Um, so it really kind of depends on where you are in your journey. I like it. So just to kind of recap, it's kind of that smaller emergency fund first. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, that's, it's not, cause when I think emergency, fu emergency fund, I kind of think like that three months of my salary, right. three months of us to live. What does that going to take? And that's how much the emergency fund is. But you're saying first and foremost, kind of yeah. have that 
like the, the brakes go out on the car kind of emergency. Right. And that is really kind of just to kind of wean you off of reaching for a credit card when something, when an emergency comes up, mm-hmm. when your kid has to, you know, go to the doctor or you have like a, a tire blows out or something that you don't really plan for. Um, and it's just kind of to, you can grab that instead of grabbing a credit card. And so that kind of puts a, a buffer between you and a credit card. I like this. And this is why I like everything that you teach is because it's not just about the strategy and what's practical, Mm -hmm. which I totally love, but it's also you bring into the behavioral aspect, which I'm going to save that to the very end of our show. (laughs) So if you're listening, make sure you listen to the very, very end, because we're going to talk about how to retrain some of these behaviors. But I love that even that first step, practical step is really a retraining of a behavior that's going to help you in the long run to be financially fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that small emergency fund, then paying off the debt, then kind of that bigger emergency fund. And then you can start making some of those bigger goals about vacations, buying cars, down payment for houses, things like that. Yes. Yes. And a lot of people will ask, you know, when you're paying off debt, you know, do you include your house? And I would, I usually say no, because your house debt is going to be so much. Um, And so you can kind of do that after you have your three to six month emergency fund. And that's kind of how we did ours as well. We ended up actually selling our house um, instead of paying it off. But yeah, so. One way or another, it's paid off. Yep, it's gone. (laughs) The debt is gone. That's all that matters. I love it. I love it. So let me ask you this question for those that are a little bit more advanced, because obviously Mm -hmm. some people listening to this, their finances just might be a hot mess and they they need to get that under control. But for other people, they're, you know, my audience tends to be fairly responsible. And so they might yeah. be a couple steps into this process. So if, if they're at the point where their debt is, is paid off mm-hmm. except for the house. Um, but they're also at that place where they want to travel or they want to upgrade their car or maybe even do a little bit more for their retirement or, um, into, uh, investment properties, things like that. Would you advise them to go that route? before they pay off their house or can you do both of those simultaneously or how do you balance those bigger financial pieces? Yeah, that's a really good question. I get that question a lot. Um, it's so, I really think, I like how you said the balance of it. And I really think that it really just depends on what is your priority at the time, what, you know, what feels right for your family. There's a lot of people who will kind of buckle down at this point and knock out their mortgage. And that's, you know, that's their goal. Um, maybe their kids are still little and they don't really want to travel yet. <laughs> um, kind of like we're at, like, we don't really want to do too much traveling while our kids are still little, or maybe their kids are older and they're like, oh, I need to get this house paid off before, you know, we're paying for college or whatever. Um, but I think it's really, it's a, it's about getting a balance that works for your family. And so there are a lot of people, well, they'll put a little bit extra towards their mortgage and the rest, you know, they're saving to cash flow a vehicle or cash flow a vacation, or they're adding a little extra to retirement. So I think you can kind of do, you can do several things if you want to. Um, But I think it's really about making a plan, you know, writing out what really aligns with your long-term goals and really talking it out with your partner and making sure that it's really in the best interest of your family overall. 
I love that. And I love too, that you mentioned talking it about with your partner. My husband and I actually have a date set up, um, for tomorrow night (laughs) because it's our annual kind of review. Like, is this still our priorities and is this still what we want? Because it's fun to daydream about, oh, we want to go on this trip or we want to do these things. But if we actually want to make those dreams happen, we need to have a plan and we need to be on the same page. Cause sometimes, you know, like we can be on the same page, but then I'll start dreaming about something. He'll start dreaming <laughs> about something. And the next thing I know, he says something. I'm like, where did that even come from? <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's it. Yeah. And that's one of the, one of the tips that I will give all the time is, you know, they're like, where do we start? Because we're kind of on different pages and, or I don't really know what page he's on right now and just keep that communication up. And that's something, like you said, like you've got to do it all the time. It's not just a one and done kind of thing because your dreams change, life changes. And, you know, so you've got to keep dreaming together and it, and you get that secondhand effect of it's going to make your marriage so much stronger. And so now you've got strong finances and a strong marriage and it's, it's a (laughs) win-win. Super win-win. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's dive into some of these practical tips that you have for us because it it is easy to dream and it is easy to set the intention and say, this is what we want to do, but it's Mm -hmm. a lot different living it out (laughs) day in and day out. So what tips do you have for us so that we can actually reach our financial goals or the other goals that we've set that have that financial impact? Yeah. So a lot of ways that I talk about where to start and I really, I do this annual free workshop that I offer for my audience and it's called the Fresh Financial Workshop. And this was actually my third year of doing it. And it's huge because everyone is like, you get that new year spark of motivation and you're just like, yes, do all the things, but you have to, you know, really have um, the steps of where to start. Um, So I like talked about where to start first. And I think especially for women, one of the biggest things that we have to do is to really let go of fear before we do anything big. And this is, this is not just money, you know, it's any new goal, new venture is really let to let go of the unknown because a lot of us will, we get scared and we're like, well, I don't know who debt free me will be, you know, or I don't know who business owner me will be like, maybe you've been dreaming about opening a business and that's one of your goals for getting your finances in order. Um, but you kind of have that underlying fear of like, who will that girl be? I don't know her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think it's really important to recognize those fears and work towards overcoming them. And this is, you know, this is an entire life journey. This isn't like a crash diet kind of exercise. This is a well-rounded life balance journey and money just happens to be part of that. Um, And so we also, I I also like to talk to my ladies about letting go of the mistakes of their past. And sometimes we'll beat ourselves up and we'll say, well, I've failed so many times. How is this time going to be any different? And we really have to let go of those mistakes of the past and stop beating ourselves up and stop worrying about what other people have told us to be true or what even we've told ourselves to be true, you know, and really believe that we are capable of so much more and that we are worthy of that abundant life. Um, And I think it's just so important to have your mind right before you even start really digging into paying off debt or saving money or anything bigger than that. 
I think that that's so great. And I think even if you don't have your mind completely right, but you have at least a, an awareness of where yes. your mind is going when you go throughout the journey, because your mind will naturally try to sabotage you, right? Oh, always. always. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It will throw up all of these justifications and excuses. Well, it was a hard week, so I deserve to go and spend this money yeah. on yeah. myself or, or whatever it is, right? So I, mm -hmm. I love that you kind of bring that that whole piece into it. And I think it's so much for us to be aware of just to know that, it, you know, any, any kind of change is going to yeah. be difficult for our mind, but especially something that reaches into every part of our life, like finances and even the fear, like it's easy to say, okay, this is what I want and get excited about the dream. And then to say, okay, I'm going to budget for it. And, and it's easy to do that. But then like that fear piece, I'm so glad that you brought that up because sometimes it's not even the fear I think of the unknown, but it's the fear of what we think that we know. Like, yeah. I think it's going to be scary for me to like cut out the fun in my life. Like budgeting means no fun. I'm not allowed to have fun. I'm not allowed to spend money on myself. <laughs> so it's kind of like those, those self like circles that we have, right. Of, of telling ourselves what we think we know that's going to mean, but it might not necessarily mean that. Exactly. Yeah. And it, and it even digs into, you know, knowing your challenges, knowing your triggers, knowing that, you know, I, I have to plan a crockpot meal or even if it's like a frozen dinner for that night that I'm busy because that is a challenge for me. You know, for us, all three of my girls are in dance class and so they all go on Tuesday nights. And so I know Tuesday we're going to get home past our normal dinner time. So I either need to plan you know, an easy dinner, I need to plan to have leftovers, or I need to budget it in that that is our night that we order out. So it's just knowing, learning yourself really more than knowing yourself. It's learning and knowing, you know, what are your challenges? What are your triggers? What are your fears? What gets you, what sends you into a bad financial decision ultimately? So, you know, it is, it's a full, it's a full life journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. So we're going to be linking to your workshop that you did in the show notes. So you can go to yourliferocks.com. And while you're there, if you haven't yet signed up for the weekly success planning course, I highly encourage you to take that along with the workshop that Sammy's put together because exactly what she's talking about is what's covered in that course. Being able to look ahead at the week to say, okay, what is coming my way? What are going to be the challenges or the obstacles that might get in my way? And how can I proactively remove that obstacle by by just being a little bit proactive and planning. And both of those resources, both Sammy's and um, the weekly success planning course are completely free. So there's no excuses yes. <laughs> not to be ready for this. So this is a really great tip. I think really knowing yourself and letting go of the unknown, letting go of the mistakes of your past and, and really kind of being aware of yourself. What other tips would you have for, for us to be able to, to live it out? Cause that's kind of some of the pre-work, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that it's not just a one and done, you know, it's a continual journey, something that I'm still working on five years later. <laughs> um, but it's also about, you know, making a plan. Like we talked about earlier, like whatever your savings goal is, whatever your debt payoff goal is, whatever, whatever your long-term plan is, um, sitting down, making a plan, writing it out or typing it out in a spreadsheet, even if it's not a hundred percent 
accurate. Like even if you're going to go back in three or four months and adjust it, that's okay. Don't use that as an excuse. Um, at least estimate, you know, where are you going to be financially? And I even go as far, I'm a little obsessed. <laughs> I'm a little over the top with it, but I even go as far to roughly plan out my entire year budget. Obviously, it's going to change. Wow. Yes. It, it took me like six hours. <laughs> but you just put on some good music and, you know, get some coffee and dig in. And you're going to feel so much more peace of mind when you know where you stand. And even if things change, that's you can go back. You give yourself the permission to change them. For example, I had just planned out our entire year. We went one paycheck into the year, and then I get um, a, a good piece of mail that's like, oh, your insurance went down like $38. And I was like, oh, awesome. You know, and I, it's okay. That's fine. I go into my spreadsheet. I real quick go through and change the price on insurance for the rest of the year. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to change it. Um, but at least I know where I stand. I know what spending budget I need to stick to. I know how much we're going to be able to save. And that also kind of gives you that motivation. Now my husband and I are like, okay, if we stick to our spending budget, then we will have X number of dollars saved by the end of the year. And that gives us that motivation, you know, to stick to it. Um, and we'll, we know where we need to cut back. We know you know, if we needed to work extra or pick up a side hustle or find some things to sell to hit our goal. Um, so I think it's really important to have a plan with, with actionable <laughs> steps along the way. I love this. So now I heard you say you bring up the spreadsheet. So do you just yes. use like an Excel spreadsheet? That's how you track your budget or do you use any other tools? Yeah, I just use a Google Sheet and Google Sheets are free and I actually have my own worksheets that I provide that I sell on my website um, and are available with my course as well. Um, but you can totally do this for free. You can just go to Google Sheets. It's 100% free. You can set up your own. You can customize it, make it work for you. You can use your favorite font, use your favorite colors, you know, get excited about it. And the really great thing about Google Sheets is, for one, that it's free. Um, and for two, you can share it with your spouse. Um, so you can both share it and update it in real time. And you can even get an app on your phone for Google Sheets. Um, so if you do this, it's, it's awesome. And I've found it to be better than any app because you can completely customize it. And it seems very easy because I mean, yes. I, when I started off the new year, I was going to be like, yes, we are, this is the year we're going to get so organized with our finances. It's not even going to be funny because we have a budget and we, you know, I, I have my monthly SOPs that I go through and a check in on a, on a weekly basis, but it still doesn't feel as organized as it could be. And I started looking into all of the different apps and softwares. And I feel like it's like such a learning curve. It's still a goal that I have, but it's, I've, yeah. I've procrastinated starting on it because it feels too hard where yeah, like an Excel exactly. spreadsheet, like I do that for work all the time. So that <laughs> I can do that. That's easy. Yes. Um, and I, that's, that's why I provide my budgeting templates. And the great thing about having them on Google sheets is, you know, you can get my templates, but you can still change them. So it kind of gives you that starting step but then if you're like, okay, this doesn't really apply to me or I don't really like the color she used or whatever it is, you can go in and fully customize it. So um, brilliant. 
Yeah. And you can have as many tabs as you want. And I know one of my budgeting friends, she's a fellow budgeting blogger and she shares her, you know, daily budget and she has one tab. And I emailed her and I was like, so you have more tabs that you just don't publicly share, right? And she's like, no, I just have one. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Cause I have like 10 or 12, Yeah, <laughs> um, but there's no wrong way to do it. You know, if you're like me and you want to have 10 or 12 tabs, go for it. If that's overwhelming, you want to have one, go for it. You know, as long as you're hitting your goals, that's really what matters. I love it. So I'm just kind of imagining in my head on the other tabs, do you have like vacation funds? Like, so like, I'll have like, I have one tab for my bills. I have one tab for my spending. I have one tab for savings. I have one tab for net worth. Um, I've even, I've kind of started tweaking my worksheets in, in the intention to kind of provide an updated version to my audience. So I've been working on more of an overview where everything is on one spreadsheet, kind of a, just like a snip sneak peek kind of tab. I like it because it's like a dashboard. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And kind of where the numbers will automatically go. And I've kind of been working with new formulas. And so I'm, I'm a hundred percent obsessed and I overdo it, but, <laughs> but it's fun for me. <laughs> I love it. I'm glad you're obsessed because then it yeah. makes it easier for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's even one of my, one of my favorite tips is, you know, make it a new hobby be a little bit obsessed, be all about it. And, you know, it, it's just like any other goal. If you set the goal to get in shape and work out and eat right, you kind of have to be a little obsessed with it and it has to be your new hobby. And that's the same way with, with budgeting. You know, if you need to check in every day, then do it. If you, you know, <laughs> be, be obsessed with it and make it a hobby, have fun with it. I love it. And I'm very competitive. So just yes. to give you an example, <laughs> if I get on my map quest or my, my Google maps and I put in a destination <laughs> and it says, you'll be there in 19 minutes. I'm like, I wonder if I could do it in 18. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's kind of how we do with our savings goals. I, I, I have it all planned out. Um, my husband's work schedule is really predictable, so it's really easy to do. But like I said, you can estimate this even if your pay schedule is not super predictable. Just estimate. And I have on my savings a whole, every single paycheck, what I estimate will have left over to save. And then in the next column over, I have a place what we actually are able to save. And I can fill that in as we go throughout the year. And I even have it formatted to tell me the percentage that we are towards our savings goal. And right now, by the end of the year, we should have 104% of our savings goal. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, so, yes. I'm like, oh, we even have a little wiggle room. And I'm like, can we do better? Can we get to like 110%? <laughs> you know, and so planning ahead, just you can be competitive about it. And you know what to look forward to. I like it. Make it a little game. Make it your yep. hobby. Make it your obsession. Yeah, have fun with it. And even, you know, get the whole family involved. Um, one of the things that we have done as we're cash flowing, I know we're to the phase now where we're cash flowing. Um, in 2018, we cash flowed um, a truck upgrade for my husband and we cash flowed a camper. And when we were doing this, we went and we got a, a debt-free chart and we did the visual, we shaded in the little bars as we hit each savings increment and the kids loved it and we loved it and it made it so much more fun. It got everyone involved. And then, you know, our girls know if we say no to something that costs money, they know why, you know, they know what we're doing and we make it a family journey. 
That's brilliant. I mean, what a great gift to be able to give your kids to be able for them to know, like, if you spend the money here, you don't get to spend the money there. And for them to have that kind of understanding at such a young age, I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, and they were even to the point where we like on payday one day, we ended up shading in some bars while they were down for their nap and they woke up and they were like, Hey, you guys colored in without us. <laughs> and, you know, so we kind of got in trouble on that one, but, um, but yeah, they, they loved it. And, you know, that way they know, and that gets somewhere in their subconscious of their childhood, you know, and that's a great lesson to teach them. I love this. I love this. So any other tips that you have on how we can practically live it out? I know you've already shared so much. I mean, just really letting go of the unknown, letting go of any of those mental challenges that you might have on getting in your way, making your plan, um, making it your hobby and, and making it fun for you and something that you really want to do and look forward to and getting the whole family involved. Any other tips that you have for us on how we can really make our financial goals practically come to life? Mm -hmm. So I think one of the other important things is giving yourself the permission to have fun money, have spending money. And, you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. This doesn't mean that you never get to have fun again. This doesn't mean that you never get to go out to eat again or never have a date night, never have self-care. It's really just about being intentional with it. And so I think that it's really healthy to budget in a little bit of fun money. And yeah, it might be less than what you were used to in a previous life, in a previous season of life. Um, But it's still so important to give yourself a little bit of fun money, a little bit of pocket money, um, a little bit of self-care money. I go and get my hair cut every six weeks, and that is so important to me. And we budget it in, and we make sure that we plan for it. We make sure that we plan for date nights. We make sure that we plan for our girls to be in dance and other things like that. Um, So I think that a lot of people have this misconception that, oh, we're paying off debt or we're saving that means zero fun ever again. Right. And it's so important for your sanity. And because, you know, we're still living, you know, we we still have a life along this journey. So give yourself that permission, just be intentional with it. Maybe challenge yourself, you know, to be frugal or find, find something to do that's cheaper than you might've done before, but still do it. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So these (laughs) have been really great tips. I think regardless of what, someone's financial goals are the things that you shared are so practical that I think that would, it it really helps with everybody and where they're at. Now we did say that at the end, I want to ask you some questions about behavior because this is where it gets hard. (laughs) It's one thing to have these ideas and get excited about them. Like as you were sharing these, I was getting really excited. I was like, yes, I can do this. I feel empowered. I feel excited, (laughs) which is why I, I love listening to everything that you do. But at the end of the day, there are certain behaviors that come into play that, that might be automatic or um, that, that can be self-sabotaging without us even necessarily knowing that they're there because they're just habits. Yeah. So what advice do you have when those behaviors start to come in? Because right now, this episode's going live. Um, it's right around the beginning of, of February and, and it's still fresh in the new year. But what about August or even <laughs> April when it's yeah. not as exciting? What, what advice do you have for people on helping to control those behaviors and really correct those habits? Yeah. Um, I think kind of one of the things we kind of already touched on was remembering to 
keep keep the conversation going with your partner. Um, and that is also keep the conversation going with yourself. So it's about focusing on your why. And you you ultimately know why you started. So maybe your goal is to send your kids to college or, you know, live in your dream house or retire at a certain age or open this business, whatever, whatever your why is, why you started in the first place. I think that it's really important to have this written down, know what it is. And anytime you feel like quitting, you know, remember why you started in the first place. And that's, that's with any goal, <laughs> not just financial, um, and have that big vision. So for my family, for example, we're currently renting a really tiny house and we have this vision of our dream house and our in-ground pool and my husband retired and us homeschooling our kids all together and, you know, this beautiful big vision. And anytime it gets hard, that's the place we go to. We go to that vision and we remember ultimately why we're doing this in the first place. So you want to quit and, and you will have times where you fall off the wagon. You will have times where you feel like you had a, a fail in your journey. Um, let yourself grieve a little, let your, you know, throw yourself a pity party for a day or two, pick yourself back up. Remember why you started in the first place. Um, I think that is the number one most important thing that you could do. <laughs> I love that you mentioned that too. And I, and I love too that you mentioned like you are going to fall off the yeah, track. Okay. We're all human. <laughs> yeah. And to give yourself some grace. I know for me, one of my biggest pitfalls is buying things online mm -hmm. and it's because like for the longest time I would not do it, but then I would, cause I would like, well, I want to really think about it and, and do I really need this? But the problem is, is sometimes when you think about it and you're like, yes, no, I really do need that. And then you can't find it anymore. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, when I see something and I think I'm going to need it, I just need to buy it. But then yeah. now I'm like, oh my gosh, I did it again. I bought something else online. <laughs> so, and I know it sounds ridiculous probably to some people, no. but it's never anything cute. Just like $25. I have like my limits mm -hmm. on what I spend, but still afterwards I'm like, oh my goodness, that does not contribute to my, the goals that I set and what I want, my intentions that I had for the way that I spend my money this year. So I, I love too that you give a little bit of, of grace and wiggle yeah. room in there. You have to, I mean, because this is real life and nobody's perfect. And it's just like, you know, if you were on a diet, you wouldn't quit your entire diet just because you ate a cookie, <laughs> you right. know, and that's kind of the same thing. Like we all kind of fall off. We all kind of give ourselves a, a cheat day or, you know, when we, we cash flowed our truck, um, in February of 2018 and we were kind of at this plateau with our savings and we kind of just said, you know, we're just going to have fun for a little while. And we did. And then we were like, all right, it's time to kind of, you know, get it together. <laughs> we got to start going towards our next goal, but we gave ourselves a, a little bit of a kind of a vacation <laughs> from it. And that's totally fine. It's if that aligns with your big vision do it. You know, there's no rules really. Um, as long as you're happy with the, the path that you're on. Awesome. That's great. You know? Um, so some of the other things we kind of mentioned this, um, earlier too, but I think it's worth repeating is breaking your goals down into action steps. And we all know that overwhelm will kill your motivation. You say, I want to save $50,000 in the next year. And you're like, okay, that's a huge mountain to climb. I can't do that. That seems overwhelming. But when you start breaking it down, you know, you plan your budget for the whole year, you realize 
okay, I can do it. I just need to take these little by little steps each, each month, each week, each day. And this is what I can do. Um, and that is so helpful just to break it down into small actionable steps. Take bites out of it. You don't have to do it all at once. And then keep checking back in with your goals. Where do you stand? Where do you stand at the end of the month? Where do you stand at the end of the week? Whatever you need to do, you know, to check back in. I like it. I like it. I love having those little checkpoints too. And, and yeah. just be able to celebrate too, I would imagine along the way as yeah. well. Have that, have that fun money to be able to celebrate yourself. Yeah. And that's, that's one of my other favorite tips is to celebrate along the way, you know, have fun with it. And, um, you know, you hit a certain increment celebrate that's, you know, splurge for a date night or splurge for a weekend away or whatever you need to do to stay motivated. I like it. And then it goes back right back to your very first point of really knowing yourself and knowing what, what those triggers are going to be that are going to get you off course, but also what are those triggers going to be to help you stay on course? Yeah. Well, Sammy, yeah. it's been so great having you on the show today. And I yes. highly encourage everyone to go and listen to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. Yes. And we will link to Sammy's um, workshop that she has in our show notes as well. And where else can they find you if they want to learn more about you, follow up and, and learn more from you? Yeah. So, um, my website is a sunnysideuplife.com and it has links to my blogs, my YouTube channel, um, my podcast, but I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. Of course, um, Instagram is really, that's my go-to I'm on stories pretty much every single day sharing my life and my kids, my family and all of that good stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of all over the place. So awesome. And always just a breath of fresh air and full of knowledge. And so I just thank you so much for everything that you do to serve everyone who follows you across all social media and putting together the free workshops. I mean, you really are truly making a difference for so many people. So thank you. Thank for everything you. you do. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And there you go. I hope that you enjoyed my conversation with Sammy just as much as I did. I know I took a ton of notes when I was talking with her and you can find all of the notes and the outline of everything that we discussed by going to yourliferocks.com. And hey, before I let you go, did you know that you can get free planning tools, the things that we talked about right inside of your app? If you don't yet have the Your Life Rocks app, go over to your app store and download it today. Not only will you have the full catalog of all of our podcasts, plus you'll have our free courses, our weekly success planning tools to help you really up-level your weekend prep and so much more. And if you're ready to take the next step and really get serious about creating more balance in your life and clearing away the chaos, then you can easily join the Life Balance membership right inside of your app. By being a member, you're not only helping to support the show and the message that balance is possible, but it's my personal goal to fully equip you with everything that you need to create more balance in your life starting today. And there's a free seven-day trial. So really, there's nothing to lose. So I hope that you check that out. And I hope you join us next week when we are going to be talking and diving into more of our health area of life with one of our lifestyle experts, Lindsay Young. So make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss that episode when it comes out next week. And until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.